0: Everyone, welcome back to another episode of On the Power Play. It is me, boy Brian, always joined by my fantastic co hosts Adam
1: and Matt. Gentlemen, how are we doing? This is the dog days, baby. It's the dog days of the season. We got what 23 25 games, 20 remaining. Man, I'm so scrambling like that. Well, yeah, I'm not doing math. Fuck math. We got uh, it's the dog days, but you know, the points matter. Uh, I'm going down south. I'm going down to Florida. Go see the Flyers Ooh. Lightning game, and I'll be in attendance. And I'll be like, "Oh man, cool! Big game." Big game <laughs> we got it. Here's here's something,
0: and we can maybe wait till you know Adam introduced himself. But the Flyers played the uh, Lightning last night, or two nights ago, for when this episode drops. Did. Does Nikita Kucherov leave the ice, or is he just always out there? He was out there with like the fourth line for yeah. He for like, why? Why are we doing him that?
1: and Hagel are just fucking oh well. Brandon Hagel's on a heater. A lot of Absolute that has pair. to de- a that that has a lot of that has to deal with playing with Kucherov. But other than that, I mean, yeah, I mean, she should be out there at least a league of points, dude. Like
0: it's fair, on. but like, damn, a little bit of minute management. Um, either way, Adam, how about yourself, buddy?
2: I'm doing all right doing all right not much to talk about uh, no shark Sharks still suck work still sucks well i'm, I'm still can't.
1: living well uh, yeah, at least you're living wrestlemania is right around the corner buddy
2: bro. Nice bro i'm gonna have a busy like summer because i've got bing's wedding Woo! i've got wrestlemania which i'm going to the hall of fame ceremony the friday before wrestlemania which is gonna be crazy uh, I'm expecting me to cry because there's a certain Hall of Fame induction I'm expecting, and I'm not ready for it. I can That's already good. feel myself tearing up. Uh, and then I've got my my usual summer vacation up in the the greater Philadelphia, Pennsylvania area. So I I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a busy fucking summer. Then I got all the podcasts, like the playoffs, trade deadlines in yep. what, two weeks. Mm-hmm. Boys. I'm going to be on fumes.
0: You're going to come you're going to come too one of these days and it's going to be October and you're going to wonder what the what the fuck just happened.
2: You're going to see me at the wedding and I'm going to be full gray hair, gray beard, <laughs> I'm going to look like Gandalf. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Adam, are you, are you okay? No. <laughs>
2: God. <laughs> <laughs>
0: all just, right all right we're just gonna put you in the corner buddy you're go go okay right? i need i
2: need to go to the bathroom
0: no <laughs> oh my gosh
2: uh <laughs> yeah i, now, I mean take, take care
0: first unfair. of all take care of yourself don't don't burn yourself out please uh, um but uh all righty well
2: well w- hold up before we hmm. advance would your fiance be pissed at me if i showed up as gandalf
0: uh that is not <laughs> cocktail attire she probably wouldn't be happy with you um, well, unfortunately, I would give you the go ahead. Uh, I was gonna say, first impressions go me. a big way. First, <laughs> is, first impressions is very much not up to me. Um, yeah, all right, at all. But, um, all right. I'll also bring write your snail back then. You should absolutely. Um, all right, let's get into that hockey news here. We're gonna start off with a nice little feel good story as Patrick Kane makes his return to Chicagoland on Chelios retirement number night by the way, as the uh, number seven goes up into the rafters in Chicago. And not only does he make his return, but also, you know, Connor Bedard gets a little physical with him, which is a fun little fun little note there. That was kind of cool. Um, I, I mean... Conor Bedard has been a
2: menace. A little did you bit. See, did you see the clip with him and Felino on the bench? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that I was mean, great. He's, he's in no, his, he's his menace in a right now. Yeah.
0: Um, and, and look, that's... he's. He's a tough kid for what it's... I mean, yeah, I know his jaw got broke because he kept his head down, but he'll learn. He'll learn. (laughs) Um, And then the most, uh, I guess you could just say, um, theatrical part of the night, the most movie scripted part of the evening was uh, game goes into overtime. And who else? But Patrick Kane gets a full cherry pick breakaway and buries it. For the overtime game-winning goal for the Detroit Red Wings, the crowd in Chicago went absolutely ballistic. Everybody was on their feet for their former captain, or I guess their former alternate and uh, one of their team leaders for many, many years. That was great. You don't see that often now in in today's honestly oh. sports world, uh, but definitely the NHL. You really don't see that too often. You'll see you know, returning players get you know some love. Don't get me wrong, but you know when it comes to um, returns like that and a scene like that you don't always see something like that so that that was that was really cool i thought
2: the last one i could think of and it's not even like a return it's just like a a nice little footnote on a play on a player or players his uh, story in this case was the Sedine twins connecting on Mm-mm. their last was i think that was an overtime winner in their last game in yeah. vancouver something like that I yeah th- I still have that video saved on my computer, believe it or not. (laughs) Just keep watching it. I I stumble across it when I'm going through old folders and shit, because it's just kind of like buried in there. But I think it's also set to the the Celine Dion song, the one that's in the Titanic or something. Oh my gosh. The one that's like super emotional and is usually used for those moments. It's like a great, whoever edited that video did a tremendous job. (laughs) Are you out here crying
0: about the Sadine twins? No, is that what I'm I am not. Is, is, is Adam in his, <laughs> I am his not. private no, time? Not. No, is he crying no. about? He's he just he just uh, he turns all the lights off Listen, and just starts crying softly, on my, my tears,
2: on my tears <laughs> for sports are reserved for wrestling and wrestling only until oh, the okay. Sharks win the cup. All right. Yeah, until the case, case, Yeah, I
0: was gonna say Sharks win the cup. You're not gonna shed a single tear.
2: I um, probably will, but I mean, you know. that's a whiles off. I'll probably be fucking like walking around with a cane actually looking like Gandalf.
0: Yeah, yeah, don't don't forget the, you know, the Flyers haven't won a cup since the mid-70s, so it is possible to go this long without winning something. Right, um, is, look at Toronto. That is also fair. But, Matt, I think you had a good uh, description of it when uh, you made a comparison about this game earlier.
1: Oh, yeah, it's kind of like well we'll be talking about a little bit later, but how the PWHL is kind of, you know, the environment around their games, you know, you just kinda see like a really good happy, uh happy vibe around just enjoying the game of hockey, not really caring if your team wins or loses. You're just happy like, you know, you're watching this epic sport and just enjoy, enjoying enjoying a, a sporting event. And mm-hmm. there are, there isn't much uh much of that anymore, especially if you love follow the NHL and that's fair. I mean it's a very competitive league and why you know, that's kinda what you want. But it's like it's cool to from a time or two to see like something like this where, you know, uh, Patrick Kane comes back to Chicago, scores the game winning goal in overtime. And the whole crowd's just going wild for the rival scoring. And that is to be fair because, you know, Chicago is DFL that that fucking last. (laughs) So um, like it's, kind Of, like, what they want, but like, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's they were probably very happy to see you know Patrick Kane play on probably the hottest team in the NHL, the Detroit Red Wings. You know, coming back from sir, coming back from injury, surgery, rehab. Um, and uh, they're hoping he can make a, a deep playoff run, we'll yeah. See. I mean,
0: super smoking hot team, the Detroit Red Wings, currently 33 20 and six with 72 points in fourth place in the Atlantic. Um, I mean, just kind of dominating that upper tier of the wild card right now. Um, so that, I mean, that's great. He'll, he'll probably, you know, light it up in the playoffs too. It'll be, it'll be nuts, but you know, it is what it is. That's Patty Kane. But I agree with you, Matt. I think that is like just something that's kind of kind of beautiful in a way that something like that can happen in the league nowadays with how competitive it is. Um, but also, you, you make a good point. A huge factor of that is that the Chicago Blackhawks are in last place, um, and just truly do not care about what happens this season. So, <laughs> they they want Macklin Celebrini and Connor Bedard to be the new Tays Kane is what they want, and they know they got to wait I for it, it, and that's fine.
2: Uh, I hate that so much. I hate it. No. I despise
0: it. Um, I can't. We gotta stop giving Chicago so many. I, well, mm, I can't say that because the rest of the sports city is actually awful the bears are bad the bulls are bad the cubs are mediocre the Sox are bad in their in their mls team all right aren't they like i don't actually
2: know i don't know but now 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 i'm
0: now i'm just reaching now
2: (laughs) Now, now i'm just hey hey listen (laughs) everyone needs something and if that's what they got it's fine and they Uh... have the worst pizza of all time and deep dish pizza that's crazy, but okay. You just go off. It's gross. Go go off, uh, gang. Go ahead. <laughs> so, um, about their MLS team. They, are they dead
0: last? Please tell me they're
2: dead last. Uh, the well, season their season just started. I was gonna say the season just started, but um, looking at last season standings. Mm-hmm. Oh no, they're they would have ended up in like bottom of not like dead last, but they would have been like middle of the pack.
0: All right, yeah, so everything's just mediocre to bad in Chicago right now. Uh, You know, I don't feel bad for them either, though, because they had the the Bulls run in the 90s. They had the dynasty, and they had the dynasty of the Blackhawks in the late 10s, and then they also had the fucking – not the late 10s, the early 10s. They also had the Bears dynasty. What was that, the 80s? I don't feel bad for you, Chicago. Go fuck yourself. Um, Jesus. Bob Burgundy
1: style over here,
0: baby. Yeah, that's – go fuck yourself, San Diego. Um, but that was nice to see Patty Kane return to Chicago and uh, also the Chelios uh, number retirement. That was that was a cool little twist in there, too. Um, sorry to, uh, to Chris Chelios. He was uh, outshined, even though he pleaded with Patrick Kane and <laughs> during his speech to not do that. Um, <laughs> you knew it was going to happen. You just knew something
2: like that was going to happen. Did you guys realize I did, I, I've heard this so many times that I feel the need to bring it up mm-hmm. that Chris Chelios is basically the Kevin Bacon of the NHL? Have you ever heard of the six you degrees expand? of
1: Kevin Bacon? Have you oh, never heard yes, that? yes, that... I, I
2: have heard that. Yeah. So Chris Chelios uh, is basically the Kevin Bacon of the NHL. He has played for so long with so many players that you could probably connect someone back to Chelios.
0: You know who's also kind of like that? Bill Guerin. That okay. dude played all over the map and for many, many years. You could probably do the same for him as well.
2: I feel like you could do the same for him. I don't know about Yager. I feel like with how many teams Yager played you for, probably could.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Yager too. Oh man, this. Uh, they, oh god, six degrees of Kevin Bacon. I don't know enough about movies to pull that off. That's the only thing.
2: I don't either. I don't know enough about yeah. uh, enough about the NHL to pull off Chelios.
0: No, I don't do it. I know a lot um, about the NHL, and I I couldn't do it. I don't think.
2: I was listening to uh, Merrick talk about Chelios uh, and his playtime. And I'm pretty sure he, they confirmed that he's got the record for the, the longest age gap between D partners in the NHL because he was, was he forty when he was playing for Atlanta and I think it was TJ Brody was there and he was like Atlanta, what a wild. So it was like a twenty. There was a twenty-eight year. 28 year age gap between him and I'm pretty sure it was TJ Brody on the Atlanta th- thrashers.
0: <laughs> there is a there's is... a Chris Chelios uh Thrashers jersey goes for nowadays.
1: Oh God. What Tell me that jersey it? wouldn't fuck. There is an infamous story between the Philadelphia Flyers and Chris Chelios that Why
2: am I not surprised?
1: Yeah, no. uh, consider me not shocked. Yeah. It's go on. Pretty, pretty, um so the Flyers <laughs> were playing the Montreal Canadians in the I believe, the Eastern Conference semifinals, so the second round of the playoffs. And this is when Chelios was on Montreal. And so second round, freaking uh, Chelios absolutely boards the shit out of Brian Propp, Flyers winger, mm-hmm. and uh, leaves him bloody, like blood dripping out of the back of his head. Like, has to leave, doesn't return to the series. So Montreal ends up winning the series, Mm-hmm. And on the dying seconds of the last game in the Spectrum, which was the clinching game, freaking Ron, he got uh, the play goes off sides. Montreal goes off sides and Chelios carries it in. And all of a sudden, Ron Hexall just goes fucking psycho and charges at Chelios and absolutely just jumps at his head, just starts throwing punches at him, you know, just absolutely mauls at him. And I then I forgot uh, that that was Chelios. Yeah, that was Chris Chelios. Oh, yeah, um, I that. And um Ron Hexel got like twelve game suspension for it of the start next year. And next year the the Flyers missed the playoffs. And uh my dad's always like is because he got suspended for twelve games is why they missed the playoffs. Twelve
0: game suspension, that is tough to uh come back from. In in Chelios Thrashers news, by the way, I've only been able to find one single Chris Chelios jersey, Atlanta Thrashers for sale. It is the old maroon alternates that they wore.
1: Oh, currently... with the,
2: the the weird. Bird yep, with the with the,
0: like with the with the hawk on the shoulder, and it just had yeah. like thrashers across. Beautiful jersey. Don't get me wrong. Um, two thousand nine, two thousand ten, Chris Chelios alternate Atlanta Thrashers jersey currently selling for six hundred dollars.
2: Ooh,
0: not signed either. It's just I a... thought
2: you were about to tell me it was two thousand and ten dollars.
0: <laughs> no, no, uh, six hundred. Also, though, is uh, absolutely appalling. I don't think anyone in their right mind should spend six hundred dollars on this Chris Chelios jersey. Now, I say this completely knowing I'm going to throw this on the wedding registry, unbeknownst to Ellie, seeing if someone's dumb enough to buy that for me. <laughs>
2: All right, and done.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, man, Chris Chelios, uh, what a what a guy. Um, all righty, to keep on keeping on, a player that will go down NHL history as better than Chris Chelios, I am sure of it. Connor McDavid, going through a bit of a dry spell right now, goalless in his last ten games. However, if uh, anyone out there was concerned about the perennial MVP and Basically, first battle hall of famer. Don't be he had 23 assists in those 10 games uh while being goalless. Uh after the most recent game on Monday morning, he was quoted saying, I've decided I'm just going to see how many assists I can get. That's the focus. I'm not gonna shoot the puck anymore, not going to score any more goals. (laughs) That's so good. I love that he just played played to it, right? He just steer into the skid. Fuck it, right? What's the worst that's gonna happen? You have 23 assists in 10
1: games. That's insane, big time. Um, I think. You know, goal goal scoring comes in waves. Like, you could so you could just you know start talk shit on it. Yeah, you know, somehow get like a a fluky like, not like a fluky empty net goal because like he's probably not out there. You know, on the dying seconds, killing the killing the game, but like uh like like a just a kind of a gift power play goal, and then he goes bang and just scores like six goals in like four games yeah or
0: i or i talk shit on him and he you know, all of a sudden pops off for you
1: yeah, are, are the magic man. Goals in 10 you games. have been doing that a lot especially with flyers players i, and hate, it. I hate it i hate it so much
0: it's, it's like <laughs> the worst part of me um yeah so uh he, he did have 23 assists in those 10 games 70 through 54 on pace for 103 which would make him the first player to have at least 100 in a season since Wayne Gretzky had 122 for the Kings in 1990-1991. It's crazy that he is on pace for 103 assists and is still almost 20 assists off the the mark of what Gretzky was able to do in his later career.
1: (laughs) So stupid. (laughs) I just think it's crazy the numbers... So dumb. I just Uh, think it's crazy the numbers the top dogs are putting up. It's crazy. Like... Like... Kucherov and McKinnon are both on pace for like 120, 130 point seasons, and that's Matthews like, is on
2: pace for 75 goals. I was gonna
1: get, I was gonna get to that. I was gonna get to. Don't jump my,
2: don't jump. Yeah, my don't, spot don't, don't jump this up for all, I'm all, I'm <laughs> it for Matt. What did they say? White but man like, can't jump. On, <laughs> I'm the exception.
1: <laughs> Great movie, by the way. But like he, they're on pace for like 120, 130 point seasons, and freaking. Like the last running back, like the last people to do that was like Lemieux and Yager. Like, yeah, great. Well, no, Obi, Obi and Sid did that. No, I don't think they ever got to like no, not those numbers 20, 130. Let me pull like up your stats. Keep going. I was gonna say. Yeah, and then obviously, you know, talking about Austin Matthews, who's just blowing everyone out of the water with goal scoring, you know, on pace for 70 plus goals. Like that is insane. Like we haven't seen that type of goal scoring since you know, like what Brett Hall. I mean, yeah, you can obviously look at like Crosby and you know, Sid Crosby clipped one twenty
0: in o six o seven, and that was his best, and had he never really got super close to it after that.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, what we're watching is special between mm-hmm. all these guys. And then you'd look at Passenach, who's, you know, up there too. McKinnon, who does this shit with his freaking eyes closed. Like, I love hmm. – I mean, it's kind of – it stinks for us, for, like, guys who, like, want to debate, like, who are the top five players in the NHL are. Because oh, it is fun. It's fun to do. But, like, it's such an easy – it's so easy who the top five players in the NHL are. It's, you know – I mean, in any order, you could literally do this in any order. It's Kucherov, McKinnon, McDavid, Matthews, and my fifth is Pasternak. You could I probably mean,
0: argue Pasta Drysital, Macar in me. there, but like it's probably Pasta. You're you're probably right. Um, yeah, and I feel like that that five the inter- each night it's interchangeable, which five are where because they all just do it um they on the uh i try not to talk about the flyers too much but um on the flyers <laughs> broadcast the uh the other night um they were talking about how there was a stretch of games it like a couple like either a month ago or maybe like a month and a half ago where the flyers played the abs the lightning and the bruins and and the rangers and like Mika Jad had a Hattie, and Pasta came close to one. Nikita Kucherov no, came No,
1: pa- Pasta had a Hattie. I, but Pasta Mika had the Hattie. Did, Mika didn't get any points the last time we played the, the Radio. That's a change.
0: Yes, um, that was a
1: change. But, like, yeah. That's refreshing. Flyers have been kind of having a little bit of trouble with the yeah. top stars of the league.
0: The when, um, when a star comes there, it's like they do the star thing. And, you know, usually you're watching that, and you're like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. They're probably doing this everywhere. And then you look at the, the underlying numbers, and you're like, oh, my God, they are just – doing that wherever they wind up, that this is crazy. They're doing this on the road. They're doing this at home. Um, yeah. it, you know, and it, it's really great and really special. I'm going to knock on wood, but like, because they're all healthy. That's why it's even, even better, right? Because Kucherov's yeah. had health issues. Even McDavid's had a little bit of health issues. Um, I don't know if pasta has had many, I know he's been injured for a little, I wouldn't call it injury issues, uh, but they're all healthy at the same time. Right. It, and it's really nice to see, that happen in the league it makes the league exciting to watch it really does um so the i i also love it uh, matt you have a really good point there but uh adam what it's about special, you it's you, a uh, special
1: it's a, we're gonna look back hmm. and be like wow like that was that was an sh- interesting time like i don't know if we'll right. ever see something like this again who yeah. knows maybe bedard and freaking mitch Koff or like six Celebrini years and, and all and guys who
0: kids who are like in seventh grade right now Yeah, someone somebody's gonna do it Um, Adam, what about you? I mean, you're you're kind of newer to hockey fandom. I believe you like became a committed hockey fan like 2014. So like, this is you. You didn't really um come from the background of knowing that like, Yager and Gretzky and those guys did all that. So this is like the best hockey that you've ever gotten to witness. How special do you think this is for the league? Even with you know McDavid having. No goals in 10 games, but still popping off 23 assists and helping his team win.
2: I think it's great because you want these star players to be star players. Um, I feel like there for a while, while, yeah, you had, you know, Sidney Crosby and Ovechkin kind of popping off. um Around the time I was watching, I don't think outside of those two, I could name a
1: a like clear-cut star player. Um, yeah, you weren't around for like a Brett Hall –
0: Right. Like, or like Mike Madano. Mike Madonna.
1: yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah like SCA. most of those guys yeah, yeah. I, I missed. Lindros, Ricky. Um, so, I mean, I got to see the guys like Marlowe and Thornton kind of play out in the twilight of their careers and kind of see what they were able to do. But it was nothing on the level of what the guys before them did and what the guys are doing now. Um, so from a league standpoint, I think it's great because, for one, everyone loves seeing goals scored. Like the league was actively trying to figure out ways to increase goal scoring, so you weren't getting those two, three games and whatever, whatever deity they pray to for that they seem to have appeased because goals are going in at a wild rate. It mm-hmm. feels like, yeah. compared to when I got it, um, like I don't to know the if point this is that
0: a, if this is a stat that we could look into, but I kind of want to figure out if this is going to be like the highest scoring year. In hockey, but keep going. Sorry, to... I don't know how you would. I'm not quite sure how to figure that happen. out.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna try though. We'll get to the bottom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What you'd have to do, sure. I mean, you you'd figure out the the goal pace for the league because what you'd have to do is you'd have to take, I guess, every team's goal total, add that number up, divide it by the number of games played, and then multiply that by the number of games needs to be played and you could figure out like the goal pace but you, you could probably find the like every season's goal total somehow but either way um seeing guys like matthews kind of start to pop off like everyone kind of expected him to is great seeing mcdavid a i don't want to say like not live up to expectation but kind of like just throw that aside and kind of show some personality being like, I'm just going to focus on assists now, screw mm-hmm. the goals. I'm just going to start passing the puck. I think is tremendous, especially when I've been actively looking for it while Matt was talking. Um, I saw it in quick passing on Twitter last night. Uh, somebody changed the famous Wayne Gretzky, Michael Scott quote of, you miss hundred percent of the shots you don't take. And I think they changed it to something like you miss 100% of the assists you don't pass or something (laughs) stupid like that. Um, So just like stupid stuff like that, I think is fun. Um, But more importantly, seeing these guys start to live up to what we all expected them to be at is I think tremendous for the league and for the fans being able to witness things that they probably never thought they'd ever see. Like I never expected to see a player score seventy-five goals in a season. That sounds absurd. It does. That it does.
0: And kind of is. The the more you think of it. it still is absurd. Seventy-five um, goals
2: in that's 82 games. Like what? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I mean the, the league right now is is about as exciting as it has been in quite some time. Um, especially if you're not really a like a, a big hockey fan. Like you can turn on any given um Primetime game and it's probably electric to watch.
1: Uh so and that's and most of the metropolitan cities are mm-hmm. good. Besides like Chicago and Montreal, you know, like but they already have a fan base, you know, like it's right. not
0: they not have not a fan base. And they have up. a
1: plan. Mm-hmm. Like but there's they're still not like top dogs in the league. But right. so like you get like like Philly's had a really surprising year and like the fan base has been rejuvenated and been very optimistic about where the direction of the franchise is heading in. You know, you got Toronto, who is predicted to be the best team in the Atlantic and got off to sort of a rocky start, but is up there. You know, Austin, you get the Rangers, the Rangers, you know, or their fan base is very juiced about their team. Um, you look at, like, you know... Uh, Winnipeg. Uh, <laughs> we will, but, we'll, we'll talk we'll get about to that. that. Yeah, we'll talk about them. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, you look at like most of the Metropolitan teams that you think that make up the NHL, what makes them great, like they're doing pretty well. Mm. So, I mean, obviously you could say like, you know, Pittsburgh's kind of not where they want to be, but Washington's kind of, you know, tail end. But like you still have a lot more teams. And then you also have teams who are like, Oh, the Dallas Stars are really good. The Florida Panthers are really good. Vegas, uh, Vegas. Yeah, you're, you're looking at the uh, cities over there, yeah. right? Yeah, so it's a it's a good good year for the NHL. Yeah, and uh, uh, I think the broadcasts have been doing a good job of it too.
0: Yeah, I I, I think it does really. Um really got to nod your head and tip a cap to like the, the guys at TNT and the guys at ESPN. I think they're doing fantastic broadcast work for all of the primetime nationally televised games. And I think that's really helping the league too. Um, you know, and speaking of the, uh, the Rangers and exciting, exciting play, uh, the New York Rangers have called up a, uh, oh, called up a prospect and uh, you know, by the name of Matt Rempe or Rempe, however you feel like pronounce. Who? <laughs> who exactly. But, in five games since he made his NHL debut at a stadium series game, which I find hilarious. uh, He's averaged about four minutes per night and has two points and is a plus two fairly, you know, mediocre numbers, right? That is not where he plays his game because he has spent more than his ice time total in the penalty box, 32 (laughs) penalty minutes. I believe five of which are fighting majors six is it six and a fight I don't it's even know gotta be some it's it's five five or six are fighting majors he's pretty much gotten into at least one he's gotten obviously into at least one fight in each game that he's played in um and these are not just wrestling with each other until one of you falls over fights these are heavyweight tilts he has fought heavyweight guys I wouldn't say he's really come out on the winning end
2: every time
0: but he's in there, and he's 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 throwing haymakers. And doesn't I,
2: hockey fights keep a, a record of win losses?
0: Yeah. So hockeyfights.com
1: dot is dot dot or com, .com. .com. I was on. checking the um, one he had cool. out with d A lot of people, uh, it was a pretty draw fight. Yeah. Like, it was. I it think was a mutual. forty forty four percent like said, uh, Rempe won. Forty percent said like lo won, and like. Sixty-five percent said it was a clean draw, so it's basically like yeah. an even fight. I don't want to talk about that fight because I was in attendance of at that game and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> like I felt it, like That's in my, like my plums." I'm like, I "Man, my, I feel my, like, my, I feel like a kid just that like, can man, be, Those guys just beat crap okay. out of each other, and oh, yeah. uh, it was awesome, man. Because you know, it was, there was a lot of Ranger fans there." obviously a lot of flyers fans is a nationally televised afternoon game. Um, you know, the Rangers just can't, uh, play the game where they basically beaten battered and bruised the New Jersey devils. Mm-hmm. So you kind of had a feeling they were going to try and bully the flyers that night. And it was over that mm-hmm. afternoon. And it was just like, Nope, we're going to stand up for each other and we're going to stand up for ourselves, which was fucking awesome. And, uh, yeah, I was going nuts. I was like, oh man, awesome. Awesome fight, dude.
2: So Yeah, awesome. it's, uh, uh oh go ahead. Yeah. I was gonna say the results are in for one according to hockey fights, it's only been three fighting majors for Rempy. Uh they only have three fights. Yeah, he on got
1: thrown he got thrown out of the jersey game because he got the elbow into the Oh, face he got and a two player. and
2: ten. Okay, all right. Okay, so that makes sense. Um but in those three fights he is effectively two, one and oh. According right. to the All according right. to the voting on uh on the uh the hockey fights website, uh two one and zero oh. one you could argue is a draw and that was the Delorier fight with the way the voting really went. But that
0: felt pretty even to me. Like I was was like say, when you watch that fight, you're like they both had they both had good punches in. Um, I wouldn't say that any guy got knocked over; they just kind of fell over. Um, yeah, but it was
1: Rempe like forty, 40 seconds fight. of
2: straight up punches. Yeah, Rempe won that fight by ten votes. Okay, yeah, one hundred and twenty-two
0: to one hundred and thirty-two, even fight. Um, no, and and it's funny because and the reason that we're we're talking about him here is because he's kind of become a little bit of a polarizing figure in the league. Um, you would think like guys like me and Matt who hate the rags would hate this guy, but the way he plays is so fun to watch. I love it every time he's out there. But I um I have uh, a Devils fan uh, friend who. Does not like him, says he's trying too hard. Um, he just will fight at any given moment and doesn't really think about the hockey. And like, to me, you need a guy like that on your roster. I'm I'm tired of all these fins and swedes just flying around the ice, not even hitting each other. Like, give me the big fuckers, dude. What is he like six seven uh, on skates or some six, shit? Six, six, I seven. think he's just
2: straight six seven, No, Oh,
0: he's like, he's like six nine, six ten on skates. He's got reach for days. He's de- Dude, Six, seven, 241. Oh my god! I mean, yeah. Where the where are more of these guys? I'm hoping. Here's my hope for the rest of his his season. Maybe he settles down on the fights with nobodies and just starts calling out the everybody who who fights. Right? He calls well, out. Here's he calls out Ryan Reeves. He calls out Tom Wilson. He he just wants to fight the heavyweights. I here's want. The... That
2: funny thing i'm hearing he's not even calling for fights no. The other the other tough guys on the teams he's playing are going to him and asking yeah. for fights it's not well, even he was like
0: pretty his... well known in the a for being i saw the toughest, that the toughest guy in the league
2: i had a, i almost had a conniption because when i went to his hockey fight page it listed him as having 10 fights this season and i said there's no way this kid has had 10 fights in the nhl you, I <laughs> and then know. I saw they broke it between the AHL and the NHL, so that's yeah that that curbed that, but it's like ten fights in one season. What is happening? And be,
0: well, because of the the AHL not always being broadcast, that's probably not all of his fights that he had down there at that level. Um, really? yeah, so I mean, he's he was pretty well known in the A for being the toughest kid in the league, and then he gets called up, and yeah, your your tough guys are going to hear about that, and they're going to want to you know make sure that you're willing to go Um, there. There was video evidence of Nick Delorier coming up to Rempe before the game. And like they were chatting, they ended their chat with a laugh and then they fought. And I think I respect that I respect because like, he probably went up there and was like, I heard you're tough. Do you want to go? That happened in <laughs> outdoor game That's what that happened in the outdoor game That's what happened to the outdoor game. who was, it was, wasn't it Martin? Yeah. Martin. Yeah. I think Martin, Martin went up to us like, you want to go? And Matt Martin like, hey. did the same thing. He was like, look, heard you were tough. You want to go? And he's like, okay, I guess. Um, I guess it helps when you're
2: 240-plus and 6'10 on skates. You probably and feel pretty pretty good about your chances. Too. To so it's kind of yeah. like – I wouldn't be surprised if he feels almost like an obligation. Oh, like, I'm 100%. percent i to tell this, yeah. this
0: guy no. I, what are his stats in the in the AHL this year
1: as far as, like, goals and assists? Is he actually, like, lighting uh, it up? Or I look I... at shit like that and kind of how the Rangers kind of constructed their rebuild of, like – what and I kind f- of, oh, okay. kind of looking at you know Danny Briere because we're you know still in the beginning stages of our rebuild, and mm-hmm. it's like you know we're gonna be looking for you know top end talent, but I really hope you know Briere keeps in mind of like what the Rangers look like of being a, a hard nosed, gritty, nasty team and being like hey man don't forget the draft grit because. To be fair, there aren't a lot of teams in the NHL that look to draft grit. They yeah, suck. but I mean
0: that keeps guys like Nick Delorier and Matt Martin and Ryan Reeves employed, uh, because there aren't really a lot of tough guys in the draft, right. the drafting ages at this point. Tough kid, the guys built like this guy don't come around very often, anyways. But I mean it's almost uh dying. Read at this point in his uh, so far this year in the AHL 43 games played, eight goals, four assists, 12 points, 96 penalty minutes. They couldn't wait to call him up until he at least got one more fight and eclipse the the triple digits mark. Well, in, in the PIMS, come on now.
2: Bing, it's funny you say that because I don't know if you're looking at the say, are you on his elite prospect page? No, I'm on the AHL uh, okay, stats page. I'm on his elite prospect page and they have a projected section <clears throat> for his NHL stats. <laughs> he is projected to have 179 penalty minutes in 28 games.
0: Let's
1: fucking go. <laughs> <laughs> not, I, love
0: it. I love it. I, I you know, I know I know the the reality of the situation. I'm going to hate him very soon. Right. Oh, absolutely. Metropolitan division playoffs about to happen. I'm about to hate him very soon. But I'm gonna hold on to this small window of time where I just re- I respect the fuck out of the kid and I hope that he keeps doing what he's doing because it's funny and I love it.
2: All of this being said, I feel also the need to bring up the the crowd that thinks he needs to dial it back a little bit because he is 21 and he's getting the absolute shit punched out of him which yeah. cannot possibly be good for his health in any scenario. No. Um, no. Which we got kids playing football though. I mean they get hit almost every play. I mean he he yeah, at but puts it at the, the same time window of time at the same time, you've got the crowd that don't want that either. So I don't know if that's a great argument to make. That's not, uh, that's not totally false, yeah. To that crowd, I do see where you're coming from. Um, as awesome as it is to see him do this, he probably should tone it back a little bit. Because at the same time, the way the NHL is, I mean, we look at guys like um, Kadri and Michael Bunting, who have a reputation of, never getting penalties because of xyz reasons because of the reputation they built Mm -hmm. uh i feel like rempy could be on that same track which which
0: you you don't want because that really puts a hindrance on your game because guys will just know they can pretty much do whatever they want and they won't get they won't have a call
2: which Um, in in that same breath the the counter argument to that is well then fucking get that shit out of here Right, call the game the way it's supposed to be called,
0: but then also in turn, though, like Bunting and cadre at least they the way that they play does offer some offensive skill. If I'm looking at his stats correctly, he's pretty much no offense whatsoever, he's just a big body he's, out there on the third line,
2: according to his uh elite prospect. He's projected to have 12 points, yeah, so six he's goals, not a six point assists. getter,
0: it's not really his thing. Um, he probably just parks his ass in front
2: of the net, which you should when you're almost six, 10 on skates, man, you say that. And that just wants me to see him partnered with Pavelski somehow, some way and learn the Pavelski hip magic. Oh my God. It would just be a second Tage Thompson.
0: It would just be this mountain of a human being that can score goals. Um, but you know, I, I hear the arguments for, you know, protecting his health. Uh, there was a picture that was tweeted this morning of him at morning skate and he had two black eyes. Um, and a bruise on his forehead. He, he's getting the shit kicked out of him. Um, he stays in there. He stays tough. I, I respect it. Don't get me wrong. But uh, th- that was that's the kind of picture that if it gets back to the league, he might go into concussion protocol because uh, he got a full-blown raccoon eyes. Um, now, I don't know if that's because of maybe a fucked-up nose or if he just got two black eyes. Um, But, I mean – Probably a little bit of both. I'm Probably a little bit of both. But I respect the hell out of a 21-year-old who's standing in there with tough – heavyweight NHL fighters answering the bell and putting a couple of good punches on some of these dudes, man. I mean, especially in the Delorier fight, like, yeah, I mean, Nicky Diesel doesn't go down easy, so he's going to stay standing, but there was a substantial bruise on Nick Delorier's forehead, you know? that That says something, whether or not it was, yeah. you know, because they have to keep the helmet on, and I think that's the worst thing that could have happened to NHL fighting, the whole rule that they have to keep the helmet on. They're going to get more injured if they keep that thing on there. Because they're trying to punch through the visor, punch around the helmet. Um, A lot of guys just say fuck it and take it off.
2: But... I think the idea is that if you get your shit rocked and you go down, the helmet will prevent you from having your head frack on the ice. Although... In that same breath, I watched what happened to Joe Pavelski in the playoffs and the, the helmet's not gonna do too much if we go down. Yeah,
0: not really. No. Um, so eh, I feel like there's the the league should change that rule, but that's just a personal thing. I love what he's doing. I hope he keeps doing it. Um and I hope I really want to see a Tom Wilson Matt Rampe fight. That's that's a bill I'd like to watch. You'll probably get sure. the wish. You'll probably I get the probably wish. Probably
1: will. Tom, Tom keeps receipts. Look at the look at the I want to look at the schedule, see if they actually do play each
2: other. I mean, Tom Wilson, though he's an alternate captain now, he's got some leadership uh, responsibilities. Oh, I think he can. <laughs> I will say this feels like the quietest season for Tom Wilson I've ever experienced. He hasn't done any fucked up shit recently. It's been Dude. him, him, and Marshawn.
0: Yeah, Marshawn's not licking anyone, which is you
1: know.
2: So, well, that's because that's illegal.
1: Unfortunately, like, can't <laughs> unfortunately, Brian, they don't play. Ooh. They don't play the not Capitals for en- in the last
0: 20 games, they don't play each other.
1: Nope.
0: Oh my god. Do they all play right. Toronto at least? Are we gonna get a Revo fight? Uh yeah, they, that's soon.
1: Yeah, they do play Toronto the second day of uh March. If Toronto
0: can... does the dumbest that, thing yeah. and doesn't put Revo in the lineup, I'm gonna sue.
1: That'd be the most Toronto
0: thing to do of all time. Have a guy, have a kid coming in who's pretty much looking to fight any heavyweight that he can and then you well you scratch reeves that i would that's I, it so much
2: the, they'll see you'll still probably get a scrap out of him because they've got pertuzzi and domi yeah but they're yeah, not heavy
1: revo you need oh yeah no i'm just saying you're those still guys gonna don't want to fight a heavyweight yeah like, uh, get
0: pertuzzi's gonna get his shit kicked in i don't know i could see is gonna
2: hold him by the helmet he's gonna be looking like a child Trying to get in there with zero reach. Yeah, they're, they're going to tag team them. It's going to be like the Dudley boys. The fucking Domi's going to pick him up, and then uh, Bertuzzi's going to come in and 3D them. It'll be fine.
0: Now, Renpei's going to take them both by the dome and clonk their heads together. And then <laughs> Coconut Smith. 100 <laughs> the god. Uh, style.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, God. I'm just, I'm just so happy that this is
1: a uh, part of the league still, and it's being a little bit celebrated. I think it's great. Hey, yeah, man. Heavyweight division still <laughs> exists. It's just, you know. You just needed some fresh, you just need some fresh blood in it. You just need some fresh blood in it.
0: You needed a kid that wasn't afraid when he got in the league that he'd be sent back down if he didn't try to play hockey. You know what I mean? Like that, because I know that that's probably, uh, like, even if you were a tough guy in, like, the minors or juniors and stuff and you did fight and you had penalty minutes, the minute, the minute you get called up to the NHL, it's almost like you have this, like, like oh I have to like I actually try to play hockey now on the third and fourth line because you know I made the NHL and I got to be a serious like no fuck that you're on the third and fourth line dude, Four check hard dump the puck in drop the mitts that's all you do, um that's how you that's how you stay on an NHL team right there and uh, I personally love it uh, to keep moving forward uh, a team a city that might not have a team for much longer. Uh, the Winnipeg Jets apparently are having some issues in attendance and keeping their uh, keeping their fan base happy, even though they're tied for first in, in their division in the Western Conference. Um, here's a quote from uh, Commissioner Gary Bettman. Quote, oh, boy. Ooh, here we go. Yep. Uh, I believe that the season ticket base and the attendance will evolve back to where it was. Excuse me. I was quoting 2011 saying for this to work well, the building's got, got to be full, and that's true. I know that Mark Chipman and David Thomas, the Jets' ownership, aren't in, interested in just surviving in the NHL. They want to thrive along the lines of how the team is playing this year, and this will get sorted out. I don't view this as a crisis, but I do believe, as with any team in any market, there needs to be a collaboration between community and the fan base and the club, and I believe ultimately it will be here. Um, So right now, the Jets have had a 25% drop over the last three years uh, in season ticket uh, numbers from um, from 13,000 to 9,500 right now. And uh, on average are only filling their building to about uh, 75% capacity on average right now. So. That's tough to see specifically because of how well the team is playing. You would think the city would be a bit more behind them. They're 37, 15 and five and tied for first in the central. Um, And, you know, they've had some good Stanley cup runs or uh playoff runs recently in recent years, the team's been consistently good. Um, They're fun to watch. It's not like they're a boring team. It's not like they're the fucking Islanders. Like they do. They do have exciting games and they're a good team. And it, it sucks that that's happening in winnipeg because it's almost like the same thing that happened in atlanta but the only thing is like you would think a canadian city would be a bit more behind their their team i i can't really explain why something like this is happening what do you what do you guys think is is maybe the issue
1: i wish i knew man i really wish it's I, crazy I, I right yeah. it. um... i have
2: an idea hmm covid you think Shit shut down. No one was making money. Shit's getting super expensive, and no one can afford to go to hockey. Let alone pay the season. I mean, there are TV on tickets. arenas right now. But that's, I mean, I feel like in the States, people just throw money away like it's nothing.
0: Hmm. Was
2: Canada? I mean, not everybody. I think Canada is just smarter, but I don't know. I, I heard on, I believe it was the Steve Dangle podcast, they were talking about the situation. Uh, and first of all, props to, I'm i almost positive they were talking about Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. Um, props to their ownership who have been going around to fans in the stadium and asking people if they're season ticket holders and if they're not, why not? And if they were, um, I think they were thanking them and just trying to figure out what they could do to, to improve things. Um, so they're actively trying to figure out what the problem is and how to address it. Um, I I truly think it's just that shit's fucked economically and mm-hmm. people would rather hold their money than have it blown away on X number of games that they just can't go to because of XYZ reasons, whether it be family, whether it be personal, whatever have you. I mean, I've been itching to get to a Wilkes-Barre-Scranton Penguins game since the season started and I haven't gotten a chance to go and I go to at least one game a year. It's just been, I've been busy. I haven't had the money or the time to go. And yeah. I think that's what a lot of people are dealing with in Winnipeg. Um, I heard a great theory from the boys on the, on the dangle podcast. They were saying that they wonder if maybe people are saying, okay, the team is doing really good. I'm going to pull my money and buy a playoff ticket rather than blow it on a right. regular season ticket. Yeah. So there was some of that. I heard a story where I don't believe this was Winnipeg, but it could be. So take the the take the the team part of the story with a grain of salt. But I had heard a story where there was a season ticket holder sitting next to another fan and the season ticket holder found out that they got the fan got their season ticket for free because of a concessions giveaway. It was like they they Mm. bought something and there was like a contest or there was something that they could scan to get a free ticket and they did it and they had a free ticket and the season ticket holder canceled his season tickets because he was pissed off, he was paying so much and they were just giving tickets away. So
0: Um, I guess that's that's pretty fair. there's,
2: There's a million reasons as to why it's happening um i have faith that winnipeg is going to be able to turn it around especially Mm -hmm. if they can keep up the momentum that they got going right um but i think the thing that annoys me the most is this is the first i've heard winnipeg has been like truly struggling Mm -hmm. and we've been looking at arizona actively on fire for years (laughs) playing in a college stadium five thousand seats and they can't sell it out (laughs) And Bettman has refused to visit with them. But the minute they're smoking Winnipeg, he's like with the bucket of water saying, I'm here to maybe help you. I don't know. Oh, would you look at that? It's not water. It's ice. Whoops. I mean, the thing thing about the
0: Arizona versus Winnipeg thing is the Arizona thing has been such an ongoing crisis. I feel like it's maybe less of a major radar blip. For for Gary, just because it happens, what feels like all the time, but it's never Um,
2: been on his radar. That's the problem,
0: right? Uh, I I mean, that's that's fair, yeah. Especially if you're an Arizona fan, you're like, "What the fuck, dude? Can you just help us out?" But
2: who will I will say this to anyone in Arizona that's somehow listening to this, and you're a fan of the Coyotes? I think your market could be a great market. I just think your ownership sucks. Yeah. And, I mean, I feel we've had this conversation before, and I feel like you boys have pushed back on it a little bit. I feel like having Arizona in the league is a good thing. I don't think the market should be gone because it opens the door to other Austin Matthews and Matthew Nye's players coming into the league.
1: Mm-hmm. Without
2: the Coyotes, we don't have Austin Matthews on the cusp of possibly scoring 75 goals. Yeah. It could be... I think he was talking, he, he was looking at playing baseball. I think there was yeah. another sport. I think he was like actively interested in until he found hockey and hockey became his, I'm doing that. Um, yeah. But
0: that's then that's because a, of that's, the coyotes. That's a, that's a one-off though. You know what I mean? Like as far as like a hockey city and like producing fans and players. Yeah. Awesome. Matthews. Phenomenal. Right. Great. That's a huge grab for that. That's it, but that's one. Yeah. But that's a,
2: it. Everything starts somewhere. I mean, I, I the, guess, U, the but... U.S. is the U.S. I feel like quickly started becoming a hotbed for hockey players. It's now kind of like on par with Canada because mm-hmm. of how much the game has grown in the U.S. Whereas years before, it was always Canada number one. Everyone else, go fuck yourself.
0: Yeah, right everyone else russia
2: you you could argue was number two
0: that's fair Um, and now
2: now it's like you've got players coming from all over the place and that's because of you know the the reach of the game and teams like arizona existing in a market that you wouldn't think would have a hockey team but here we are You know, I like the argument coming out, coming out, of Adam here, because
0: that's that's the fan of an expansion team right there. He he believes in the expansion and the fandom that it can bring. I fucking never uh, respect that, dude. Listen, I, don't I respect
2: I, that. I, I think thirty two teams is enough. I don't think we need thirty three. No, I don't I've think heard, we need an extra I, one. No, I, right. I've I've heard that we could be looking at like a thirty six team league by like twenty twenty seven. That's just too many teams, man. It's that's just so too much going on. Thins so out
0: ridiculous. the talent, yeah. That will that'll, that'll thin out the talent. Um, I don't love that, but that's just me. Um, well, I I look, I don't think Winnipeg, uh, the Jets are gonna leave Winnipeg at least anytime soon. Um, I kind of agree with Gary Bettman and Adams' uh, takes. Uh, this is this doesn't feel like a crisis mode. You know, it it shit's expensive right now. It's, I mean, the, the, the reason I'm not seeing ticket hold this year for the Flyers is because she was expensive. You know, I couldn't afford it.
2: Yeah.
0: So you know, thank you
2: for last season, by the way. Yeah,
0: I mean that was a great time. I had I had fun. Um, but you know, it, it's it's one of those things where um, maybe once the economy just gets back on its feet since COVID, um, not only will you know people go back, but maybe prices will come back down um so i don't think that this is a crisis mode situation i think it's just because i think it's being highlighted because this is where the thrashers went and winnipeg already had a debunked team that that had left yeah. you know so i think that's why it's being highlighted a bit more um i don't see a major issue here to be honest with you um you know 30 averaging 75 to 80 percent of your arena um that that's fine. You know, it's, and you know, you bring up a good point. Adam is in the playoffs. They might have a full stadium for the entire, the entire round.
2: I would be surprised if they did full yeah. out. Let's mm-hmm. I, I'd love to see it. I saw it once. and I thought it was great. I want to see That's, it. again. It's so cool. Um, all righty to start wrapping up the show
0: here. Uh, goaltenders not on the move, uh, just taking completely off the market. Uh, the Preds are unlikely to move on from UC Soros. So all that time we wasted talking about that last week, just right out the window. Um, yeah,
2: I I may or may not have been updating the trade board during the first half of the pod.
0: <laughs> um, as uh GM Barry Trotz told the Athletic on Wednesday, quote, "I think he'll be playing a net for us this year. I don't suspect anything coming. We're pretty safe in saying he's going to be here." Um, as far as other names coming out of Nashville, though, um, Tyson Barry could be on the move. That's a defenseman that's been talked about a little bit right now. So, uh, in a carrier
2: is there. too. Yeah. Of- uh, it, it says Carrier is probably gonna stay. Um, oh, okay. I, I didn't yeah. see that. I just saw his name on not like every board I was looking at today.
0: Yeah. So you know the 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 first paragraph is uh, UC is likely to stay. Defenseman Alexander Carrier is gonna stay, and defenseman Tyson Barry might go, according to Barry Trots. Um. So coming yeah. right from the GM. So you know that the source uh, the source is pretty. Pretty good, uh, although and Adam brought up a good point, you know, talking before we, we hit record, that he could just be trying to drive up the price and seeing what people will offer for UC Sorrows. But uh, yes. As I don't great, know if that I... makes too much sense, you know, looking at the, the standings there um, in fourth in the central, and uh, they're right outside the uh, the bubble there for the last wild card spot. So they're still battling for that.
2: That's um, a great on... Ted DiBiase once said, everyone's got a price.
0: Everybody does have a price, though. That's that's for sure. And another goalie not on the move as the Marc-Andre Fleury sweepstakes will not be happening at the trade deadline, according to the Minnesota Wild, according to Elliot Friedman on Twitter. Um, one important development as we head towards the trade deadline. Minnesota has indicated it will not move Marc-Andre Fleury. They are happy to keep him right now. Minnesota, uh, another team kind of in the hunt in the West. They're one point behind Nashville, so they're in that wild card hunt right now. Um, but only hunting for that last wild card spot. So a couple of teams involved there, and it looks like they're keeping their goaltenders in hopes that they can make a good push at the end of the year to head to the playoffs. Um, and then the last bit of news that we have for you guys: the PWHL has announced their draft format and playoff format. Um, so from a uh, here's here's an article from TSN: the Professional Women's Hockey League. Was bowled out of the gate uh, from a forward thinking point system to the so called jailbreak where a shorthanded goal f- uh, frees penalized players. The first year circuit hasn't been afraid to think outside the box. So, uh, the number one seed for the playoffs gets the option to choose its semifinal opponent, Ooh, excuse me, choose its semifinal oh. opponent from the third and fourth place finishers for a five game series. Um, here's a quote from the senior vice president of the PDF at PWHL. Another way to be innovative and creative. Um, that number one team may look at a more favorable travel schedule. They may look at a better matchup against the team. It's really up to those general managers and coaches to determine. I think that adds another element of engagement for our fans. The number two seed has home ice advantage secured in the semis. The championship series will also be decided in a best of five format. Um, so that's an interesting little twist on on playoff format. How do you guys feel about that? The number one seed getting to pick their opponent
1: between. I think it's two. it's interesting. I would love to see it just like backfire. Just yeah, like, that would be hilarious, yeah. right? Like, does you pick your you pick your opponent and then you get beat in like a five to seven game series? It's <laughs> that
0: would be hilarious. Can you imagine being the third seed and like the first seed being like, nah, we'll take them in the first round? You're like bitch excuse <laughs> me yeah man, that that i kind of like i like how petty it can it can kind of be but also like say full-blown rivals well you know when when these things you know wind up transpiring you have rival cities um not slated to play each other in the first round of the playoffs unless the first seed's like no we want the rival first thing first we want the three seed instead of the four seed we want to play that team right now Almost
1: like a full
0: call out
2: i it's interesting. It's interesting. It, I don't know if I like it, but it's interesting. It adds storylines, I think. Um, it's mm-hmm. funny because the uh the, the, the league I've been working on for the, the Twitch live streams is actually gonna do something similar because of the the actual league and the season mode that we're using. Mm-hmm. Um it, it's very similar, it's just instead of four, I don't know how many teams it actually expands out to, but it's the same format where everyone picks their opponents for the first round. And then it's I think it reseeds going into the, the second and championship games. Um so I've always kind of liked the idea. I thought it was very different. Um like I said before, it makes storylines because to to Fish's point, if the one seed chooses the four seed because they think it's an easy matchup and the four seed wins, that's David beating Goliath. And that's everyone's favorite story for the most part is the underdog getting the best over the you know, the shoe in to win everything. Yeah. It right. just yeah. It, it creates a buzz around the league. It it creates, like I said, great storylines. And I, I just think it's a smart move that does something different than what the NHL and most other hockey leagues that people watch.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think it adds a fun little wrinkle. Um we'll see how it transpires in in action. Obviously it's all in theory right now, so we have to see how it actually works out. But it could be a cool little wrinkle. Um the league's obviously done very successfully uh, this season, still killing it in attendance numbers at this point in the year. You know, the you could say that the honeymoon phase and the freshness of the league is kind of worn off, but they're still killing it attendance wise. And, um, you know, getting viewership on, on television is huge. So league's doing a great job. Um, I do not doubt their ability to make good decisions at this point. So we'll just see how this works out. Uh, other than that, gentlemen, I do have a little bit of breaking news. Um, oh, uh, It's not anything super important, but it could be. For any desperate teams in the Goldie market, as Cal Peterson has been put on waivers by the Philadelphia Flyers. So interesting, uh, transpiring I was, there. So far this I was season,
2: a uh, surprise to see that. Who, who is your backup now? Uh, that's probably going to be Felix Sandstrom. For now. Ah, yes. Yeah. I forget. I forget he exists, and I forget that, um, Everson? 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 Who's. Yeah, the starter? Yeah, I, I forget his name. Oh, so I, oh okay. that's fair.
0: That's fair, ma'am. Um, I, I however...
2: haven't agreed my, myself to him yet because, you know, mm, he fair. who shall not be named used to be the starter and he's no longer there. Yes. Which, by the way, speaking of breaking news, not to, to go too far off your, your path, Bing, mm-hmm. um, but all those players involved in that Hockey Canada thing um investigation, have requested and have been granted a trial by j- jury. So okay, when, when the time comes they will have they will have their day in court and it'll be judged by their peers.
0: Well, then we'll see how that transpires, unfortunately probably not until about 2026. So obviously stay tuned for that stuff, but for the Cal Peterson news, uh so far this year, 5 games played, 2 wins, 0 shutouts, a 390 goals against and an 864 save percentage. I would venture to say hot garbage. Um but that's just cuz I had to watch him and it was awful. Every every part of it was
1: terrible. It, he ma- he looked uncomfortable, he made me uncomfortable. The win against LA confident. was pretty cool, but other than that, yeah, it was it wasn't fun watching Cal. One win
0: was cool. The other win he had against Seattle was nerve-wracking the whole way cuz he <laughs> never looked comfortable. Uh, yeah, so as a Flyers fan, I'm saying good fucking riddance. As the rest of the league, clearly, uh, a couple of teams needs need some goalie help. Um, he's out there. Go right ahead. <laughs> um, uh, but other than that, uh, that is going to probably do it. I have news.
1: Oh,
2: we got news. Never mind. This just in from uh, Frank Saravelli, which pisses me off because that board that I said I was working on is immediately outdated before I posted it. Oh, we got a trade. Uh- no, not a trade, but Blue. someone that's actually now uh because possibly gonna be signed is being moved off the board. Uh sources say the Canucks have made significant progress with superstar Elias Petterson. Oh uh, it's believed to be an eight-year contract. Uh nothing is done yet, but there is a big development and a new deal could be finalized in the coming days. Um the reason it fucks my board up is because I had him on the trade board.
0: Yeah, I mean, he was definitely being talked about. I don't know if he ever got actually shopped by Vancouver, but he was definitely being talked about. I do remember that. When,
2: early this morning, my impression was that they had not made any progress on signing him long-term, and it sounded like he wasn't going to sign there long-term. So I said, oh, interesting. Well, Soros is probably coming off my board, so we'll just throw Pedersen in there. And now... Oh. <laughs> pedersen has gone, Soros is gone, Flurry is gone. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> I mean,
0: how, how many flyers do you have on that list? Do you have the the whole
2: trio, Sealer, Walker, and Lawton? Right now it's Walker and Lawton. Um since the last, last week, I've dropped Walker because of the Drysdale injury. So he's fallen yeah. from whatever position he was in down to about seven. Yeah. Uh and Lawton, I think, stayed stayed in his spot at five. Um yeah. talking to Jeff. Um, he was talking about adding Sealer because he could see a situation where Walker and Sealer could get packaged together um but yeah, i don't, I don't, I don't know. know if the
0: teams will uh, Rasmus out probably till the end of the year Jamie Dread uh, probably out till- i'm not quite sure they're moving any defensemen at this rate
2: that's that that's my my thought process um i would be surprised but if the right deal comes along i think Walker could still get moved but cool. yeah, aside from I'm- that i'd be shocked if they do anything else
0: yeah i'd truly be baffled uh, with the current injury status of that team but either way thank you so much for listening to the podcast we appreciate each and every one of the hits play on these episodes we uh we've been doing it for a while and we really appreciate the fans that we have and the community that we've uh, continued to grow I think,
2: I think we passed our our brothers at uh take a pitch in episode oh. we either passed them <laughs> a number of episodes or we're tied them. I'm, 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 I'm <laughs> pay attention yeah
0: um uh look you know when you're better than the flagship podcast it feels, <laughs> it feels it feels pretty, pretty good right? fuck you max um, billy you're yeah, right? so
2: cool but fuck you max.
0: <laughs> it's, it's, sometimes i still forget that he's in the podcast group chat it's like it's the, on the power play group chat and then i forget that max is in there yeah um, but hey whatever um hey, but we <laughs> hey we appreciate each and every one of you for you know listening to these for these episodes and sticking with us through the years and and all of our all of our growth as as podcasters and as you know fellow um, hockey community members we we just uh we respect it a lot and the reason that we have built this community is because adam's absolutely fucking killed it what on the social insane. medias uh on instagram and x at otpp pod on both of those you guys keep watching these reels and you keep looking at these posts but you're not hitting the damn follow button so if you could just hit do it the follow button it yeah, would be super helpful and we'd appreciate the hell out of you go ahead and plug that twitch adam
2: Twitch.tv slash on the power play. I teased it before. It's coming along slow but steady. Teams are being made. Uh, want to see what I'm talking about? Check out once again twitch.tv slash on the power play. Got all the old uh people's GM streams still up on there, I believe. I don't think taken mm. down. Yeah. Um, so. and as uh as I get closer, that hockey league's coming, and I am terrified because there are some juggernauts and there are some bottom feeders, and I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> uh well, I'm yeah, go
0: ahead, go ahead and check that out. Uh, Adam does a great job on there too, and he's going to be posting some stuff soon. So go ahead and go check that out. Again, we appreciate you for hitting play and listening to the episodes, and we out.
2: Woo.